Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. Hello and welcome to your Lexington Football this week. This is Gabe Leslie, I'm your host, um, and I'm joined by Evan Mateer on this really wonderful uh, Thursday evening, because we got a shitload to talk about, my dude, and we don't have a ton of time, so we're going to try to run through this. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, U.S. soccer, which was some big news this week. We're going to start with one, that. Um, one of our favorite topics. Absolutely. And we're going to talk a little bit about Alexi Lalas again. Um, and then uh, I think we're going to go into uh, go into a little bit of uh, Arsenal fan rage, which is another incredible topic and a big, a big, big, big one of my favorites. So let's just jump right in. Um, so Evan, I am sitting here sipping on a nice, nice rum uh, because I've had a long day and a kind of stressful one, and I'm I'm looking to to kick back a little bit. Yeah, man, I've got so I'm drinking Spanish wine tonight. I actually meant oh, to have whiskey because yeah. it is cold in Laredo today, which is weird because I was meant to think this was a desert on the Mexican border, <laughs> and it's like freaking forty, like freaking sleeted and slushed today. It's awful. So Jesus. Um, that's, that's I know, brutal. I know. What the hell? What are you What are you gonna do? Wow, it's real desert temperature. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's actually it sounds like it's colder there than D.C., which is crazy. Um, so yeah, like. I don't even know where to start with this U.S. soccer shit, man. Um, so I think the, let's just start with the big news. Um, what ha- what finally happened this week was something that we've all wanted to happen for a while now. Sunil Gulati has announced that he will not be seeking uh, 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 the uh, the office of head of U.S. soccer. Um, you know, it, it, what's it, amazing it, is he managed to do the right thing and still say terribly awful things on the way out. Like he really just threaded that needle brilliantly yeah i mean it's really cool um it's one of the one of the kind of classic exit moves like it reminds me a lot of Mourinho, actually just kind of the way he just goes out with both middle fingers up but like <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna, so here's here's his statement he says uh look the general perception in the soccer community versus the people who vote in elections may be different right now but the loss to Trinidad was painful, regrettable, and led to a lot of strong emotions. And to be honest, I think at this point, that's overshadowed a lot of other things that are important. So so fair or not, I accept that and think it's time for a new person. He's such a piece of shit, God, Evan. fuck off. So, I mean, just to translate to this for everybody, what he's saying is, you're all too stupid to know that I'm great. Because actually, I am great. But because, and only because it's bad PR for me to stick around... I've decided that it's best for me, maybe, maybe also for you as soccer, but definitely for me that I go ahead and leave. It's That's just, what he's saying to you. Yeah. And it, it, like I said, he's just going out with both middle fingers up being like, listen, you fucking uh, unanalytical, emotional, you know, pieces of shit. Uh, don't know how good you've got it. This is fucking, you know what this is? It's fucking um, divorced dad talking about his ex-wife <laughs> shit. He's like, Bitch will never understand how great you had it when you were with me. I'm going to go out and I'm going to have so many. I'm going to go be a president of another federation. Maybe I'll go and be a president of an African federation, bitch. Think about that. 
Uh, you know what's terrifying though is a lot of time these guys do fail up, and this guy could end up on like a FIFA committee or something. Oh, I mean, I think it's almost a hundred percent certain that he'll end up on a FIFA committee because because this is fucking how FIFA works. But yeah, it's yeah. just such. It, it, I mean, I, there's not even that much more to say other than that it's no. just complete bullshit. He's blaming, you know, yeah, he's leaving, but he's totally just blaming everyone on his way out the door, saying that you know the one loss overshadows what presumably he thinks is a lot of other successes, which are really hard to see. Um, and, and and I don't know, he's a piece of shit. Right. And um, I think that what what really is interesting about this whole situation is the kind of way that everyone has responded in the, I think, the larger, the greater American Twitter soccer. I mean, not even Twitter, like just greater American soccer community. And, you know, one of the things that we do is we don't kind of dunk on people that don't you know, kind of deserve getting dunked on. So we, we really focus on the people who are really out there and who put put themselves out as celebrities in this arena, right? So in this case, we had, okay, <laughs> I'm trying to remember exactly the se- sequence of events, but uh, Alexi Lalas, I'm trying to pull this tweet up, um, said something, okay, so let's just be clear. I want to set the stage because Alexi Lalas has been absolutely infuriating over, you know, this entire process where he's basically decided that he is going to be the barometer of which candidate is the right one. And he's taken to posting these infuriating screeds on Twitter uh, and and fucking tagging, at tagging all the other, all the candidates. And (laughs) a number of them are fucking responding to him. And my understand, my understanding of what I'm seeing here is, uh, Eric Winalda is the one that responded to him. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Okay. So <laughs> Eric Winalda at one point responded to some inane Alexi Lalas question being like, yeah, like I agree at Alexi Lalas. It's time to clean up the sport and deal with the media who is a big part of tarnishing the reputation in this country. Uh, so <laughs> that's an insane thing to say. Uh, and then he says, but he finishes the tweet by saying, so at Alexi Lalas, I'm offering you the unpaid position of person to clean up the American soccer media. <laughs> so let's just to be clear what's going on here. This guy's saying that what's wrong with U.S. soccer is not, I don't know, the soccer team, um, but it's the soccer media. And the man to fix that is Alexi Lalas. Oh, it's just so good. <laughs> It's like it's really hard to like overstate how funny this all is because, you know, on some level, like I know that there are a lot of people who are taking it really seriously and like these guys should be taking it seriously. There are a lot of important and interesting uh, uh, candidates. Right. But like really what we're looking at is a series of absurd, weird meltdowns of these these different like American soccer personalities. And Alexi Lalas has been absolutely at the center of that. I I can't get past the concept that it's the media that the the media has somehow whipped up this frenzy against U.S. soccer and somehow overblown the biggest failure of of well the history of U.S. soccer. Um, I don't I don't understand the point of view. I have to imagine that that is the story that these guys at U.S. soccer are telling themselves. We're doing a great job actually, and it's just the media is not giving us the credit that we deserve. That that must be the story they're telling themselves and. Yo, okay, guy. okay, okay, okay. Let me. All right. So I, I got it. We got it a little wrong. It wasn't Eric Ronaldo. It's actually funnier. So let, let, I'm just going to go through this. So Alexi Lalas, I'll just read. Ah, okay. I'll read this status because it's fucking infuriating. Good morning. Hashtag US Soccer Federation presidential candidates. What is one specific 
feasible and new idea you support that brings the change you are calling for and not, quote, making the position paid. And on, he tags uh, at Eric Winalda, at Kyle Martino, at Kathy Carter, uh, at uh, – Steve Gans, at Michael Winograd, at Carlos Cordero, at Paul LaPointe, at Paul Cagle. So he fucking tags every single person running. Uh, and on top of that, he posts it with a fucking image of the U.S. soccer logo, which is even more annoying. And I don't know why that is annoying me so much. But Paul LaPointe responds, yeah, I am offering you, Alexi, a non-paid position to clean up the media sector that tarnishes the sport. Just my thoughts. You still have, uh, you have a skill set for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. So, and then the next, the next stage after that, Grant Wall, U.S. soccer reporter, responds, to be clear, a U.S. soccer presidential candidate wants to, quote, clean up the media sector that tarnishes the sport, unquote. This was his first response to, quote, new ideas for change, unquote. Not the first thing he would do. Curious to hear more details on the plan. <laughs> and some, and then Grant Wall, and this is why it came into my feed, because I don't give a shit about these candidates and what they do on Twitter, because it makes me too angry. But I follow Grant Wall because he occasionally reports on shit, and he gets into a fucking yelling match with some guy called At That Croatian Guy. And he gets into a huge fight with him. And because the guy says, to be clear, At Grant Wall, your coverage of the game did indeed play a part in U.S. soccer's failure to qualify for for the World Cup. You have spent years propping up the people who have been steering us in the wrong direction. Uh, it's so good, folks. It's so, so good. So I really love a, a, a Twitter exchange that happened a little bit later after Alexi's, like, you know, call out to this Paul LaPointe guy who, uh, you know, <laughs> responded. And and he's basically said, so can you be specific, Alexi Lala said, can you be specific as to who slash what in the media is tarnishing the sport and how? <laughs> this Paul dude he says, that's why I offered you the task. It's your job to find out. Leaders delegate and empower employees to get the job done. You in? <laughs> this is all such a fucking circus. Oh, it's such a, it's such, it's such a good, fun and rightful circus though. It's so funny. Yeah, I but really the, like here's it. the problem, though, and you, like the serious problem is that they're they're literally arguing about the, stu the the stupidest fucking point. Like if this if this election is about how bad U.S. soccer media is, then we're all fucked. No, no, of course it is, right? And 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 you know, on some level, like I don't. And, and here's the thing, right, Evan? Like I don't think either of us are clued into this world enough to really know. I think the complicated interpersonal dynamics that would make this. I mean, look, facially funny, hilarious exchange, probably really infuriating to the people who are involved. Uh, for example, like apparently at that Croatian guy is a supporter of Eric Winalda uh, and Grant Wall's really upset or whatever. And he has some beef. And so whatever, we don't have that context. But without that context, we can't know. And the vast majority of people don't have that context. So we're just watching these people settle these fucking petty shit beefs. Online. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's like the two dimensional creatures watching the three dimensional world, right? We just have no clue what else is behind the scenes. All we see is a hilarious, nonsensical shape moving through our two dimensional world, and it's very funny. It is exactly, and it's basically it reminds me a lot of like some of like the incredibly online fights that people were getting in around the time of like you know circling around like this weird cadre of online journalists who fight with each other like. 
uh, and tons of people follow, right? And like, we don't really know who the hell is going on, but they get into these big tiffs with each other, like, uh, uh, and and in all these other arenas too, like, and they just, you know, it's there's all this little ecosystem, and unless you're incredibly online, right, incredibly plugged in, you're not going to really understand what's going on when Grant Wall is cussing out some Eric Ronaldo <laughs> supporter with the fucking handle at that Croatian. I still think that's funny. Uh, I'm behind. I'm 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 team Croatian guy. I don't know about you. Yeah, you know, I I'm actually one of the things in all seriousness that we I did want to discuss. Maybe not on this show because we don't have as much time as I'd like to do it. Because and we need to do it justice is to actually decide who we want to win this election. Uh, no. Yeah, we probably we we do need to do that eventually. And, and I'm not to prepared bring someone to. who knows more about this aspect of American soccer on to talk with us about it, I think, because like fundamentally, like we need to know who we should pull for and who we shouldn't. My feeling based on all of this is that I extremely don't want at uh, John LaPointe or whatever to win. Paul, Paul LaPointe. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm team. I'm definitely not team Paul LaPointe. Anyone else at this point is, is how I'm feeling. And so, and, and like, really if, and, and the really thing that will be the, 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 the thing that like seals this shit for me is that if Alexi Lalas endorses anyone, I will go for literally anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, we'll do a show on that, but, and like, there is a lot, I think a lot, and, and there is a lot that needs to change. Right. And like, a lot of these guys are saying like we do need change. And one of the annoying things about Gulati's statement, just to bring this all full circle is that he, he basically doesn't acknowledge that the, the need for change at the organizational institutional level, right. Is something that is actually needed, right? Like he doesn't recognize that, that, that changes are needed fundamentally. And like, he yeah, seems it, it, to uh see his his status is actually his tenure is generally pretty good and not one that has left the organization in in essentially tatters uh with the need of real structural rebuild yeah his statement if you read it closely it, it its entire point is that the problems with us soccer are all perception and not reality and like that is why he can't be us soccer Federation president like that's why he needed to go is because he doesn't understand that the reality is that us soccer is in a bad place so like anyone who parrots that in this election like just fuck off exactly um all right, I, I don't have uh, much to add right now. I, like I do, like I said, I think we should talk a little bit more, and maybe you and I should think a little bit more concretely about what uh, we we think the correct platform might be. I think that could be a fun show, just uh, just talking about this election. But we're going to do that because in maybe a couple of weeks, because right now we don't have time. <laughs> yeah, uh, fundamentally, and we actually just haven't thought enough about it because this, you know, again, we're two D, they're all three D, and it's all just too funny. Um, speaking of another extremely and inarguably funny thing, uh, <laughs> Arsenal fans have had a collective mental breakdown um, over the last few days related to uh, the <laughs> coverage of their three to one loss to Manchester United by the um, BBC Match of the Day trio of uh, Alan Shearer, Ian Wright, and Gary Lineker. And they are just, it is extremely funny what's going on. They are having, the, the Arsenal fandom has had a collective meltdown to the point where they are, there have been about seven articles written about it. Yeah, I mean, so like the fundamentally all that happened. So, okay, so let's let's take it all the way back. So Arsenal got spanked 
by Manchester United, 3-1. to one. And the whole contention has been, did they really get beat that badly? So first, in the first cut, this launched some discussions about expected goal, which we've talked about a lot because it was like, oh, here's a good place to use expected goal to find out whether or not Arsenal played better than the scoreline. Okay, fine. So <laughs> match of the day, right. uh, pundits weigh in, and they're like, no, Arsenal was kind of bad. Like, even though they took, like, they, so, like, um, Arsene Wenger had gone out and been like, oh, we had a whole bunch of possession, we had a whole bunch of shots on target, match of the day called bullshit. It's like, well, you didn't finish, so your forwards didn't play well, and your defense was freaking awful, and you gave up three goals. So a bunch of possession, a bunch of shots don't amount to a whole lot when you right. only score one goal, which is a perfectly reasonable analysis to put on this match. And that and that and that's when what you alluded to happened, which is Arsenal fans flipped out, said they weren't getting the respect they deserved, that there was a bias at match of the day against them and for Manchester United. So and how good. dare you not recognize how great they played on the road at Old Trafford to put thirty three shots on target. And it's just the most Arsenal shit ever to be like, Yeah, yeah. well doing it. And it's it's what another thing that's really funny about this, right, is that it is really it has led to a collective meltdown of the hosts of the show who are getting <laughs> so much abuse on uh, uh, on Twitter that they have all every single one of them has taken to Twitter to defend their coverage of the fucking game because of how insane these people are being. Check it out. Alan Shearer. This is my last word on hashtag Arsenal Man United. It's pretty simple. 33 shots and one goal is a terrible return. Your forwards were not good enough. Conceded three goals at home. Your defense and keeper had a very bad day. Still, you're saying uh, how great uh, at Arsenal were. Do me a favor, man. No bias. Fact. Uh, <laughs> Gary Lineker said, I just love the idea that anyone would ever think that a football TV show is biased against or for any team. Funny how fans can only think the bias is against their team, never another team. Mental. Uh, Ian Wright. Arsene Wenger said the mistakes were disastrous. Arsenal gave themselves a mountain to climb, which if not for the amazing De Gea, they might have. Maybe we should do what you do and stick our heads in the sand and pretend there were no mistakes. I say... Blame the pundits. Rolling eyes emoji. It's so good. And everyone, so, it's not, this is, I'm just, this is not, this is just one of a series of tweets that each yeah, one of these hosts, my, very my favorite, famous soccer personalities have said about this. My favorite one is actually Al, uh, Alan Shearer. So he took one of the, uh, one of the Twitter trolls who was attacking him and he went back to that guy's Twitter and found all the criticisms that that guy had tweeted about Arsenal in that game. Oh my like, God. <laughs> so it's, it's Alan Shearer, absolute state of you at Mr. Detay AFC quote, shambolic defending. Can't say anything else. End quote. Quote, we have conceded 19 goals. Swansea, who are bottom, have conceded 18 goals. End quote. So like he and he there's and <laughs> so he goes and he finds this guy saying the same things that match of the day was saying, which is basically, look, the defense isn't good enough and you just can't give up three easy goals. Um right. and 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 just turns it back on this idiot troll. Fantastic. It's, what's really amazing is like just the the level of like collective like series of self owns on each side of this, right? Like that these Arsenal fans would have such a meltdown that they would lead these people to have such a meltdown that Alan Shearer, you know, fucking striker, uh, one of the most legendary strikers in modern British football history goes the back premier, to the some Premier League gold leader, <laughs> fucking random 
dude fucking guy who's like shaved head and goes to the pub to beat his <laughs> wife like that guy and he goes to his feed and is like let me see how you analyze the game punk and it's like think about how much of an own that like oh i just can't even get like wrap my head around what you would have to go through as alan shearer to decide to make that like just who cares but no they all they it's like they're so inundated with it and like i mean i have i have to imagine that these guys were just so taken like they made such an uncontroversial point that arsenal got spanked in that game that they were just totally taken aback when it wasn't just a couple trolls saying oh actually arsenal were good when it's like in the entirety of arsenal twitter just erupts in outrage that we wouldn't recognize their greatness they they must have just been completely flabbergasted yeah no, totally. And this actually reminds me, Evan, because I wanted to mention this. Uh, so on the Managing Madrid show that Kian and I recorded yesterday, we got a question um, from one of our patrons was talking about like uh, he got kind of accosted by a couple of United fans, a couple of Chelsea fans about wearing a Ronaldo jersey, that kind of shit. And he was like, so this led me to the question, <laughs> who is the most annoying fan base? And I, well, I was like, I think it's, I actually think it's United. We talked about all these things and we fucking, we didn't mention Arsenal. We didn't, but like this the re- the, is the, the definition of an insane the, fan base. No, that's the thing. And so the reason this is exactly why they're worse than United, right? Okay. So United are obnoxious. They're particularly obnoxious in the United States where it's just kind of everyone who decides they're going to, you know, watch a premier, pre, uh, premier league match becomes a United fan. Um, or at least they did five years ago. Um, no, the reason the Arsenal fans are so fucking annoying is because they don't even have like the you know, credentials that United does to be as fucking arrogant as they are. And right. and this is emblematic of that because it's it's on a micro level, on a you know, single match level, the same thing as they've been doing since fucking like 2002, which is like, yeah, I know we don't ever win any trophies, but look, we, you know, do really well trying. Yo, it's it's it, what really gets me, right? It's that the the Wenger attitude is Pep Guardiola's Barcelona but without actually any of the winning. shit to back it up, right? Like no we winning. we play the correct way. You all play the wrong way. We're better because of it. You should play more like us, but we also don't ever win. Like, it's amazing. Don't ever fucking cite to me a possession stat when you lost the match. Like, I, you want to give me the 33 shots on goal? Sure, you can say, yeah, we were a bit unlucky that, you know, a few of those didn't squeak in. Okay, right. we can have that conversation. Don't ever fucking tell me you had 70% possession and oh, but and so we should have won the game. It's the stupidest stat. It I don't we it, it needs to go. Like the whole possession stat is just so overblown. It needs to go away. I don't ever want to hear about it again. Yeah, I, I mean, like I think expected goals is a much more interesting stat. And what else? Uh, on top of all this, right? Like we talk about expected goals, but one of the one of the things that it doesn't tell you is whether you actually played a good game or not. Like it doesn't, right? Because expected goals, you can miss an expected goal. For a number of reasons. One of that is hit the post, right? Like, no, seriously. And another yeah. one is you fucking flubbed a sitter, right? That's another one. Or another one is that the keeper saved a shot that goes in most of the time. There are a lot of reasons that a ball that a lot of people will score or that's a high expected goal shot won't go in, right? And you actually, that's where you have to bring in the qualitative analysis aspect to say, look, in this match, you know, uh, Arsenal had one expected uh, their expected goals was like three point whatever but they only scored one but 
they didn't like hit the post. This wasn't a ton of being unlucky. This was actually just really bad finishing from positions yeah. where they should have finished and really good keeping from arguably the best keeper in the league. Like, That's the big thing. It's like you're playing fucking David De Gea. So like you're going to have to be that much better finishing to actually make those expected goals real goals. Right. And, um, so, and, and that's and that's where people just misinterpret expected goals all the time. It's exactly. Annoying. No, exactly. Right. And like we were talking about expected goals last uh, last show, right, where we went into this whole or maybe two shows, whatever. We went into this whole thing where like the expected goals tell you as much as you know, just the bare minimum. And then you have to layer qualitative analysis on top of it to make that stat make any fucking sense. And the people that don't understand that are the people that were yelling about expected goals. And it's the same thing. Like the Arsenal fans that are pointing to expected goals or pointing to total shots don't understand that you have to, on top of all of that, layer on a qualitative analysis. And that's what these dudes were doing. And I, I also think on top of all of this analysis, Evan, I also think it's really funny to think that anyone doesn't have biases because the idea of pre pretending that you don't have some amount of bias is itself stupid. These guys do have a bias, but they do their best to correct for it. And they have a panel of people who don't all have the same biases, right? So if an entire panel of people who are working together, like you would have to have a fucking conspiracy to have them all be biased well, against your well team. I'm pretty sure one of these guys, I can't remember which of them, was fucking like Arsenal's leading goal scorer before Thierry Henry took the record. So like if he's biased towards anyone is probably Arsenal. So shut up. Right. Like the idea of unbiased stuff is is complicated. But like when you have this panel discussion and like showing like highlights of a match, like you're, it's very hard to get to a place where an entire show is biased against your club by every member, right? That is what really gets me about this whole thing. Like it's so, it seems so petty and, but also just so, so dumb, like, and so wrong. Right. And that's, I mean, it's not like the Arsenal fans, uh, and, and, and on top of that, right, we were, and I was, I was mentioning the qualitative stuff. Well, one of the whole points of Wenger football, of Guardiola-style commentary, is the qualitative aspect, right? Not the quantitative. Like, yeah, we can point at possession, but what Guardiola would say is, like, you know, we have, like, this much, you know, creative movement. They, they manipulate space. You know, you score and you, you fucking win, right? And, like, Arsene Wenger says we play attacking football. Well, that what does that mean? Like, you have to define that qualitatively. Like, is attacking football equal to possession? No, I don't think so. So, like... No, you could sit on your own third all day and you'll have possession, like... Exactly, right? So, like, you have to have a series of constructs that you understand to mean, you know, a certain thing. And those that you... And then you have to make the argument through this qualitative like this this qualitative analysis right like you cannot simply point to statistics and say we were better that it just does not make sense like you have to provide analysis on top of the stats we are not at baseball yet which is the closest any sport in the world is to being able to just point at numbers but also like what what even is the point of getting that upset when people disagree about how right. good you were or weren't in a loss right like even if, if you want to tell yourself to feel better, well, we had a lot of possessions, we got unlucky, uh, fine. Like, tell yourself that. Um, but I, I just don't understand what you what you gain because you still lost. So you still something went wrong. You're going to have to find a way to fix whatever happened that made you lose by two goals. So right. I, 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 that's what I don't get is tell yourself whatever you need to tell yourself to feel better about this Arsenal team. They're, you know, they are in a good position for the top four and – 
Um, you know, if you want to say in a different day they beat Manchester United, they do, except for they don't have the points. So, right. <laughs> like, and, and and it's actually, I mean, to be quite frank, it's it's bad for you and bad for your team to not understand that, right? And to not recognize like where you can improve. I mean, look, you're a fan, and like we've discussed what the what the fun part of being a fan is, and that's having these debates, right? But yeah, like having a collective meltdown on some pundits. Uh, on on your favorite you know TV show. I mean that's also fun. So like I kind of understand some of it, but like to be so upset and so hurt by these guys who are literally just doing what they were paid to do. I mean like this they are providing qualitative analysis based on their experience, it's also, right? Like it's in, a, yeah. It's also the level of the meltdown, right? It's not like these guys just got some tweets that are like, nah, actually, I think we were we were okay and we just got unlucky. It's like this was some freaking vitriol. Like this was a really mega meltdown through all of Arsenal Twitter, which is very funny, um, but I just have a hard time understanding. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but it, but, but it is really funny. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to side note, I want to say something nice about Arsenal on this show. I'm not just trying to have us dump on Arsenal all the time, but like, guys, get it together. You guys make it really easy is the issue. Like, it's or, that's the yeah. problem. Like, you're such a vocal presence and like, it's so over the top. And like, I could dunk on Real Madrid fans. Like when we were talking about the worst fan bases, I, I was like, yeah, shout out to like Real Madrid fans. We suck. Like, but so did like every fan base sucks in their own way. But like, you guys are so vocally unpleasant when you, when you're <laughs> like this, like this is, this is like, you know, a, a lot of fan bases have their infuriating aspects, but this particular version of Arsenal fandom is, is fucking infuriating for everyone else. It include. I mean, you broke Alan Shearer, guys. <laughs> you broke the man. You broke, you broke all of them. They all broke, went on Twitter you, rampages. You brought all these middle-aged men to Twitter to have a tweet storm about how upset they were at you, guys. <laughs> I mean, here's the funniest thing about this. If this were like a collective troll job, it'd be one of the best in history. Like, no joke. But it's not. Like, because you guys are all mad. Every person involved in this is very sincere. That's <laughs> mad online. So really, mad online. Extremely mad online. And it's really, really great watch. Like just and like this was breaking. I was trying to figure out what was going on when I was like reading the stories about this. And I, I took until like about I would say about an hour before we started recording for me to fully wrap my head around the magnitude of how funny this was. But like this is this is just an unbelievable huge Big mad online fest. You, I mean, like you broke Alan Shearer and Ian, you, Ian Wright. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like these. Alan Shearer was a bit hot headed, but like not all. Like fucking Ian Wright, like Gary Lineker. I, I just can't believe it. It's so good. Uh, and like these are middle aged men who went and yelled at fucking like uh, guys who tweet like at porn stars about like, <laughs> like show me like a new video. Like these guys went online and like looked through that, that guy's tweets about the Arsenal game to try to own him. Fucking fucking Alan Shearer did that. Like <laughs> just, it's just unbelievable. Oh my God. Uh, all right. <laughs> I think to compose myself because we have one last topic. Uh, and I only wanted to mention, all right. Uh, uh, uh this because, um, I, and, and I have an interlude because we, we missed two hilarious things from the American 
portion. And first of all, it's that Gulati published a American, a soccer magazine. Uh, 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 you know, it's it's 2017 U.S. Soccer Impact Report where it, it oh, defined so the men's national team in 2017 and did not talk about not qualifying for the World Cup in that magazine. It was awful. Um, and also, uh, Alexi Lalas, shout out to you for going on TMZ for whatever reason. I don't know why they thought you were a person to interview, but they did. And, you know, you talked about golf. So, well, and then he was very, very con- like confused, I guess, that they didn't want to hear what he had to say about politics <laughs> and the difference between hard and soft power. Yeah. And Alexi, buddy, it's because no one gives a fuck what you think about politics. Like, holy crap. Like, like no, no ma- one cares. <laughs> maybe I care what you have to think about sports even a different sport like golf. Like maybe I care because you are a sportsman, you cover sports. So like you at least have, I don't give, I, I do not know what Alexi Lawless's politics are. I do not know, want to know no. what Alexi Lawless's yeah. politics are. If I found out about that, I would be actively unhappy. Yeah, me too. I, I actually like, if, if someone told me what his politics are, I would want to not believe whatever he believed. And so even if I already agree, if I happen to agree with him, I would want to not agree with him. That's like so my kind of relationship thank- with him. So in a weird sort of way, thank you, TMZ, for not airing his discussion of hard versus soft politics and just sticking to whatever inane thing he said about Tiger Woods. Right. Thank you. Um, all right. Last and 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 very brief segment. I want to do um, – so uh, Cristiano Ronaldo won his fifth Ballon d'Or. Uh, this is the award um, – today, this is the award that everyone kind of cares about in Europe. Uh, no one gave a shit about the FIFA the best other than, you know, for all the other shit. So, like, the best women's player, best um, coach, all that stuff. That was – you know, we do follow that a little bit. But, like, you know, Ronaldo won best player. I mean, I don't think it was even that close. Uh, but they were just a – I mean, whenever anything like this happens, it just releases and unleashes a torrent of just fucking – unbearable takes and and i i mean look i want to shout out um i have i want to shout out my man jose via for bringing me um the attention of an absolutely catastrophically bad take um from a dude and the problem is like i don't want to get into it because my dude only has like 900 followers so like i feel like it's a little bit punching down for us because i'm not like we're like huge stars but it's just rude to punch at someone who's like has no idea what they're doing, right? But the dude went into this fucking, like, thousand-word screed about how Lionel Messi is actually not only not that good, but, like, not even top ten in the world right now. And that was... It it is is just, just awful. So, yeah, shout-out. That's that's very bad. Uh, and, And that's basically the way it goes. And what this also released, Evan, and this is why I wanted to bring it up, is the torrent... Of people talking about how, you know, the, the fucking incredibly boring take, right, of, well, Cristiano Ronaldo only is in it for the Ballon d'Or, right? Like that, and that particular take is one that I find infuriating. I mean, it's infuriating in the sense that it's complete, like it's, if he is only in it for the Ballon d'Or, he's doing a really good job of also accidentally winning trophies, because didn't he win like four trophies in the calendar year that we're talking about? Right. It's, um, it is. Very, it's unbelievable. It is. It is really upset. Like and, and like the kind of logical leap. So Raphael Huntingstein um, went on uh, uh, BBC Five and just went on this rant. Looking back at the last few years, that it's not not necessarily about performance. It's about 
other stuff is about being in a team that wins something, whether you have done anything. And I, I have to go back to Cristiano Ronaldo in Portugal. People will he think, also won the Champions League that season. Yeah, but people will think will think of him winning, um, winning the the big prize for Portugal. But you look at his performance, and it, you know, was by no means outstanding. But that was used to the differentiating factor with with Messi. Um, I think it's a little bit. I don't know when you know when you know how much work goes into this and the amount of pressure that's being applied and how important it is and I think that's almost worse for me how important it is certainly to Cristiano Ronaldo how important it is for him to win this I think it's more important to him to win that than than the big trophies with Real Madrid I think it's got to that point I find it a little bit distasteful isn't that what they accuse Neymar of moving to PSG so they can win the, he can win the Ballon d'Or yeah maybe and when he was just like I just think it's really crass and it's just like this classic it just remind, it made me feel like I was back in 2009 like listening to these pep you know people talk about how Mourinho's tactics to play against the Pep Barca were like crass and rude or whatever. And like, it's just, what are you talking about? He's like, it's crass that Ronaldo and and he obviously cares more about this. Um, And you know, he didn't even play that well for Portugal, Portugal who won the Euro cup. they They won the Euros. Oh my God. And yeah, he got injured in the final, but he was the emotional and best player most important player on that team like i just it's in in, the amount of cognitive dissonance that is required like ronaldo gets injured and then he stands on the sideline and yells at the players along with the coach like he the idea that i mean so and on some level right there's another level to this right which is that who cares right like if his teams are winning uh, and and he like is trying to have the team win because he knows that's how you win individual awards it amounts to the the same thing. thing That's the fucking thing. So I have two thoughts on that. One of them is that, like, he's not an idiot. And I, okay, I do think Ronaldo cares a lot about the individual awards. Fine. He's no also not, he he's care, also, right? he's also not an idiot. He knows the big difference between him and Messi this year. They were similar in goals, similar in goals per game, similar in a lot of different stats. What Ronaldo had was fucking trophies. And so it's the trophies that wins him the Ballon d'Or this year. And so whatever it takes to get the trophy, Ronaldo's there. Like he's, he's in for it. Right. And this I mean, and the second thing is like, I, and maybe it's, I, I don't know the European side as much, but like on the American side, there's definitely this, like, think of every Heisman candidate interview ever where they're expected just to say, well, you know, I don't care about individual awards. I just care about, you know, whatever's best for the team. And, um, you know, I hope the team does well. And if I win something great, like, okay, fine. Ronaldo doesn't say that. I, who cares? They're all lying. Every right. last one of them is lying. Right. It, <laughs> And like, I mean, and he doesn't even say like <laughs> the first thing that he said when he got the award is like, I'm just happy that I could help the team win because the team gets me these awards. And like it when you get to that place, then fundamentally you're at a place where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so like Honingstein a whole shtick about it. And like what really got me was like, well, he was he didn't even play that well for the team's. You know, the man, he scored a double in the final against Juve, who had the best defense in Europe. What the fuck? What are we talking about? Like, he didn't play well. I have a theory of why we're getting these really stupid takes about Messi and Ronaldo after this one. I think it's after a decade of them trading Ballon d'Ors. We're just out of things to say. That is it. I think that's it. We've run out of things to say. We've said how great they are. We've compared them to each other ad nauseum. You already know which one you think is better. And we're just, there's nothing else to say. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and I actually don't have very much else to say on this. I'm going to uh, crop in this minute and a half Honigstein clip because I want everyone to listen to how, how absurd it sounds. So you'll have heard that. But like... It, it's just infuriating. And, and on the other side, it's infuriating how everyone and, – and look, there's this other article that we've been meaning to get to about like how Ronaldo is so egoistic and, and a douchebag and all that stuff. And the problem is that, that that narrative, it only makes sense if he's not helping his team because you can be both. Right. And he has proven that regard that you can think whatever the hell you want about him. But Real Madrid are back to back Champions League winners. They did the Liga Champions League. <laughs> did a he double. won the fucking Euro Cup for his team that had never won the Euro Cup before. I, I mean, like that is there's literally he was the best team on the best player on two teams that were the best in their. I mean, like there's I just don't think there's any <laughs> other discussion. If he won six, if he scored like sixty goals for a team that didn't win anything, then your argument might make sense. Oh, he's selfish and he's costing the team in his pursuit of individual glory. Except for he's winning individual glory right. while his team wins trophies. Yeah. It... <laughs> All right. Well, that's um that is uh wrapping it up for this week. I'm sorry about this short show, but I have a very important date. That I need to make it to right now. Evan, we will be back. Um, I think we, we, we're we due for a little bit more serious show. Um, there's been some updates in the FIFA case. So we may be talking to Ernesto in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think we're due for a real talk about MLS and a serious analysis of the uh, MLS playoffs. So I think that's probably what the next show will be. Anyways, until then, man, right. great talking to you. Look forward to it, buddy. Bye. Bye.
Just walk the world's greatest. It's the world's greatest. 